Hello and welcome to my Partners in Crime and you know I always say that in the nicest possible way don't I so thank you for joining me again today now listen I've sort of called this whole series of cases that I'm doing at the moment for this weekend and probably next weekend as well and I've called belong to no one right and the reason I call it belong to no one is because these are all domestic abuse cases these are all ended in a death of some form so it's either um, you know, domestic homicide, or um, it's 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 about these sorts of cases, and these are very very shocking cases, really. When we start to look how many they are, now as we're going into these sort of cases, um, since lockdown, hasn't it? And I've said about this lockdown before. Yes, we know we've had to have a lockdown, but when you're locking down people who have got no escape at all from this coercive behaviour, from this violence of domestic violence, from this threat of harm continually. You know, you're locking people in, aren't you, to a, a death trap, really. And that's what it really comes down to. So when this government fault, let's lock everything down, shut everything down, take away all the funding, shall we, for all the domestic abuse charities and everything we've got, so there's nowhere for these women and men of domestic abuse to go really and the, the rate has gone up so so much in this point it's, it's just terrible it really is just terrible so these cases are to highlight one is to give these victims a voice really to make people aware of the dangers of coercive behavior and where it can lead to now you just would have watched um, Christie's video now Christie wasn't with her partner either in 2018 and actually when I read about this man now and I've had information about this man uh, about Alex um, Christie's um, uh, ex-partner uh, from 2018 he'd already moved on and actually there's another one in here that's already moved on this case now is about someone that's already moved on got other people but they still don't want you to have the other person to move on and be happy. They still want to control you. They can do what they want. So it's about this belong to no one. It's about your mindset, not about them. It's about what you will accept in your life. It's not about them. Listen, none of these people are easy to get rid of. None of them. I'm not saying you just walk out the door or leave them, it's all gonna be over. It's not. But your mindset has got to change if you are in a domestic abuse situation or if there is coercive behaviour going on and you're not recognising it, maybe some of these cases will help you understand what is going on. Because a lot of women and men in this coercive, you know, who have this coercive behaviour and they are sort of put down and um, kept down because you feel you need them and they may be really great 50% of the time, 90% of the time. And so you allow then that behaviour, the bad behaviour to come in. At first you think, he cares for me, he loves me. He doesn't want me to go out, he doesn't want me to have a phone. You know, things can happen. My number's the only number that's got to be in his phone. I'm, he's the only person I need. This is this coercive behaviour. This is where they then try to distance you from your family, distance you from your friends, distance you from your job, 
who you can speak to, what you can do, where you can go, what you can dress like, when you have to sleep with them, when you don't, what time you go to bed, what time you get up. This is coercive behaviour and it starts off very slowly. They believe that they are helping you. You believe that they are helping you. They go to work. They're quite normal people. They bring in the money. They get you pregnant. Everything's hunky-dory and they've got you. Now leading up to a lot of these cases, this was the case. They wasn't bad 100% of the time because not many people is going to stay with a man or a woman that abuses them 100% of the time. They just, they just run to it. They really won't. So these people ain't stupid, are they? Not really. They're messed up. Fucked up, really. Because when you see what some of these do to these women and men that have been controlled and controlled and controlled. And when they finally grow up understand what's going on. They start to fight back a little bit. They start to question you then. Then it becomes really dangerous. So I have put up with all these videos and on my sites and everywhere on, I've done it on Instagram, I've done it on Facebook, we've done it on here, giving you phone numbers. Now I've given you phone numbers for UK because this is where I live. But there are always places that can help you. Now listen, I'm not going to lie to you at the moment, there aren't many places that you can go because the government shut bloody most of them down. Stop the funding. These are done on charities. So the reason we're designing these t-shirts, and they will be t-shirts, and they're going to say, belong to no one. Because belong to no one has got to be your mindset that you do not belong to no one. So we're doing these t-shirts, and we're going to find a charity, a local charity, which deals in domestic violence and abuse and we're gonna any t-shirts we sell from that range will go directly to that charity to help the local community and I'd advise any of you if you have some spare time and you want to do something um, design a t-shirt put it out there for your local area if you're overseas let me know things we can do things together we can make this worldwide really this thing because this happens worldwide this is not just a UK situation here this is a worldwide situation I don't know what it's like in America or in Australia or New Zealand or South Africa but I can imagine I can imagine but in UK today this is a serious problem we are having women murdered more often now than ever before because of the lockdown because of the stresses and the strains of life at this time that we live in people are leaving losing their jobs we've had kids off school so the kids that maybe not have seen the domestic abuse in the first instance would have now definitely have seen it so now we have a generation now coming up that is going to be affected by what's gone on now at home in this lockdown. So these t-shirts, and just remember that word and pass it out, belong to no one. It's a state of mind. You belong to no one. I don't give a shit if you're married, living with someone, dating someone, 
keep it in your mind that you are your own person. You belong to you. No one has got the right over you. No one has got the right to, to dictate, to make your behaviour change because of what they need you to do. This coercive behaviour has got to stop. We brought laws in this country to assist with it. And they, my gosh, these police need to start enforcing them laws. Put these people in prison long before it comes to where they're killing people. They really do. Because what's the point of making all these laws if we're not enforcing them? And so this is a message with all these cases that's coming out that I want to get across. So share them out. Share them out. Because they need to be told. Yes, it's not a nice subject to talk about. But it happens. And it happens a lot. So this case. This case is another case. Now this case is Charlotte Huggins' case. Now she was stabbed, it was 2019 actually. She was stabbed on 1st January 2019. And she was actually pronounced dead at 4.50 a.m. So really from New Year's Eve to, you know, the 19th of January, uh, January the 1st, 2019, this girl's life was over. Now again, she wasn't with her partner either. He, she was an on and off relationship and he was already in a, another relationship, a long term relationship with somebody else. But he was so jealous of Charlotte, just so jealous of her, even though he had this other life. He wanted this control over her. This, he was so jealous of her and he was mainly jealous of the neighbour, which is a friend. It was a friend, but this man was so jealous. So anyway, this girl was pronounced dead at 4.50am on the 1st of January, and this is a case in from London, um, in Camberwell in London. You know, <laughs> Michael um, Roll, I think it was, he was 34, and he knifed her in the back. Um, and I'll tell you now, in court he tried to say she did it herself. Couldn't even admit it, this man. There's a lot with this case, I think, because leading up to it, I mean, he was on drugs, okay? He was joking drugs, I think he'd been drinking and I think cocaine and stuff. Not that's an excuse. In law, there is no excuse for murder. You can't use a substance abuse or whatever else as a defense for murder. So, but what it would do is make him, even though he was so jealous anyway and he had this controlling behavior, she weren't putting up with it. She'd had enough of him anyway and she wasn't putting up with it and I think she probably thought as with Christy thought because they've moved on they've got somebody else they're all right that's not the case with these sort of perpetrators whether they've moved on or not they don't want you to move on and that's the issue so look in the early hours of New Year's Day uh, in South London this Michael Rowe he um, or Roll he stabbed to death Charlotte. He forced the kitchen knife into her back, uh, the blade passing through, I think, her lung and then damaging the major, major blood vessel. She died very, very quickly. Uh, the prosecution sort of case that the defendant, the defendant did have control and behavior right the way up towards that. She was actually quite worried about him. He'd sort of tried to attack her earlier on uh, and um, also thrown a knife at one of her friends as well. Um, he was just not a nice person at all. 
So she was worried about him. So she had popped down to the pub. It's, listen, it's New Year's Eve in England. If it's, you know, usually, especially in 2019, everyone would have been out 2018 to 2019 because we didn't have COVID. So New Year's Eve is a big thing here, especially in London. You know, you've got well, everything going on in London usually on New Year's. So she was planning out having a good night out and about 10 o'clock in the evening she left her home and went to the local pub and had a few drinks with some friends and then about I think 1.45 she then met up with the neighbour. Now the neighbour's name I think was um, Jason Nielsen and listen they were mates, they were friends. We don't know if anything else was going on but why not? This girl was single, she can see who she wants. Not that he believed this, he's just an, an idiot this man that did this to her. But she was a lovely outgoing girl. She was a, you know, a lovely girl. So anyway, at 1.45, Charlotte's met up with um, Jason and off they've gone. And they've gone to um, back to her home where she lived with her adopted mother, Peggy. And they began drinking beer and, you know, smoking and different things like that. And just having a party. At the same time, I think about 10 past four, this um, roller arrives at the home where Charlotte and Jason are just chatting. Everyone's chatting. It's New Year's Eve, you've been out all night, you're having a great night, people are in the house, they're chatting. At the same point, um, Charlotte's daughter was upstairs in bed asleep and I think she was 10 year old. So this Rolls then turned up, of course, and he's, he's, he seems quite aggressive. Because he has been drinking, he has had cocaine and other stuff, and he's in a rage, really. He's in a rage because he doesn't like Charlotte at all, even though he's not with her and he's got his own partner and everything that he lives with elsewhere, to have a life at all. She's been out, you see. She's having fun. The neighbours come in, had a chat. He felt really sort of um, uncomfortable because he felt that Raoul was aggressive and thought he was going to be attacked actually by him so sort of things were going on and he left he thought i better leave because i'm going to get beaten up here really that's what happened so then that leaves charlotte her step um, her foster or her adopted mother peggy and um her daughter in bed so he's still there so all of a sudden as um I think was, the neighbour's gone home. He's come back, he's forgot something, but he thought, I'm so scared to go back. I'm gonna, he took a baseball bat with him from his place because he needed, he forgot something, he thought, I need to go back to this property, but he didn't want to, you see, he didn't want to because this role was in such a rage anyway, you could see, you know, I'm probably gonna get really hurt here. So as he came back, he looked over the wall of the garden because he could hear something and he looked over and he saw Charlotte and him and she's holding her stomach and her side and she's shouting, you stabbed me, you stabbed me. Now the neighbour then screams because he can see this woman's been stabbed. <laughs> Raoul runs off and keeps running, he's gone. He comes in, jumps over the fence to help save her really. I think his brother then also turns up because the commotion now is going off. Neighbours have heard everything going on. And um, they tried to give her mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation. Um, 
and they can't save her because of the blood vessel that had, you know, ripped pieces as he knifed her in the back, which he said she'd done herself. But anyway, that was clearly proven. So Jason Nielsen really, um, he just describes him as being this aggressive man. He describes him as seeing him over this wall. He describes him as seeing, he didn't see the knife being put in because as she came out the door, he would come out first. She was struggling behind and she's saying, you've stabbed me. That's what she's saying. Then she falls down and that really is what happened to Charlotte. Mr. Nelson said he also heard a ting sound, like the knife had been thrown on the ground. Um, so there was that as well. But because he started screaming and that made Rolls run then away, you know, you've got this woman now dying, it was a fatal stab wound, it killed her very, very quickly, this poor young girl, really. You know, and then you've got the adoptive mother, Peggy, coming out to find her daughter, really, dying. You know, one minute she's alive, happy, chatting, laughing, in walks, this rolls and that was it, stabs her. It's like, I think, when you when you read more about him as we come later down to him in the call, it's, 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 there's no remorse here. He couldn't have her because she didn't want him anymore. Even though he had somebody else, she didn't want him. And so he killed her for it. And it was as simple as that. He was trying to, you know, um, <laughs> control her life from a distance constantly. He harassed her, he saw her, he'd see her in the pubs, he'd scream and shout, he'd chuck things, he'd threaten her with a knife. But she still continued on, Charlotte. She was having none of it. She still continued on. But in the end, she lost her life because of it, because of this selfish man. And he is a really horrible. So anyway, paramedics, um, I think it was Ricky that was Nielsen's brother, Mr. Nielsen's brother, Ricky. He was the one that rang over and tried to do the compressions, everything to save her life. She had internal bleeding, there was nothing they could do, really. Paramedics then um, arrived and at um, 4.50am she was pronounced dead. Now Charlotte's daughter and her adoptive mother Peggy were led out by police. Um, and actually they were told this that she was then passed away. But this daughter had to pass the scene of this blood and where her mother had died, was dying. It's terrible. So these people don't think about anybody else but themselves, do they? You know, she's left a child. She's lost her life. Her parents have lost the child they adored because of his selfish actions. And really, he didn't want her, want her. He just wanted to control her. Now, after this had happened, he then, Roll, gets on this bike cycles home to his long-term partner, long-term partner, so yeah, it's not just a little girlfriend, long-term partner, Chantel Anson. He claims, um, this is the prosecution claims, that Roll and told Mrs. Anson that he had stabbed someone bef before disposing of his clothes uh, in a bin bag, and that was later discovered. Now there's been other things that said that he got her to dispose of the clothing, but to tell you the truth, this man was so controlling, you know, anyway, he was such a violent man. 
um, probably the Chantel Anderson didn't have a chance. If he told her to take them clothes and dump them clothes, that's what she would have had to have done. So whether he's dumped them or she's dumped them, they were dumped, but they were found. So um, the court was also told that Charlotte's blood was found on the hoodie and the jeans that the police also recovered, recovered and a 27 centimetre kitchen knife outside the family home, which had traces also of Charlotte's blood on it. Okay, so the evidence is there, isn't it? We know he was there, we have witnesses seeing him, we've got other neighbours that's heard a commotion. We have Charlotte herself before she died saying, he stabbed me. Um, and then, so really, it's a win-win situation for the prosecution. But that's when his defence, and he comes out with, she stabbed herself. She, he said she was holding the knife behind her back, and um, she leant back and she stabbed herself. That was his defence. As if you meant to believe it. Of course the jury didn't believe it. Of course they didn't. Um, and he went to court and literally, you know, not in very long, he was sentenced. So her father, and I think, you know, when we think of our children and we think of our children being in relationships with these sort of men, I would be devastated. Devastated. So I think, as I said, it would be awful, wouldn't it, when you think of one of your children um, have got someone like this. And it's a terrible thing because no one really knows what to do, do they? It's a difficult thing, and I've said this before. And I think with the father and with the mother, you're not really expecting, are you, that someone that you have this beautiful girl who's happy-go-lucky, worldly, um, has got lots of friends and um, has got a life and she meets this person and know she's not happy with him. I think she actually told people he was an utter. She didn't, she didn't want to be near him at all. So you think that's good, she's got rid of him and he's in, he's in a long-term relationship. You wouldn't expect this sort of thing to happen, would you? Well, this father, you know, after the cult, he said, you know, he's lost his, 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 his life, really, his child, to someone like that. Now, I'll tell you now, this father actually, when, when he was um, in court, you know, you're looking at this bloke, because you are this Michael Rowe, he's there, he's in this court, and he was sentenced, I think, to a minimum of 20 years in prison. Is this enough? No. But the father and the family were satisfied with that. They believed that there has been justice for her. And, you know, as I'll tell you now, as our criminal system goes, that probably is a good sentence for him. But do you know what this Michael Rowe did? He smirks, smiles, no remorse, no care. You see, he's got what he wants, hasn't he? He's got what he wants. Charlotte's gone. She wouldn't do as she was told. She wouldn't conform to what he wanted. So he gets rid of her. I mean, this man, 20 years into smirk, and I think the father says it all. You know, he knows for the next 20 years when this man goes to prison, he ain't gonna have the greatest life. Prison is not a great life, and I say it's all the time with perpetrators. It doesn't matter what sort of perpetrator you are, all right? Life in prison is not easy because there's always going to be someone bigger than you. There's always going to be someone that wants to control you in prison. So you've now gone from the perpetrator of coercive behaviour, really, to someone that's going to now be controlled. 
because there's always someone much, much more violent, much, much more in control of that prison wing than you are. So the father's right, he will suffer. Plus, he's from London and um, I think he's from um, Dulwich, I think, um, he was from. But this is the problem, you see. These men don't, or actually it's not only men because we have women um, perpetrators as well, don't we, that do this sort of thing, but it's mainly men, end up in prison feeling sorry for themselves. So yes, in the, in the box, you know, he's sitting there smirking and this, that and the other. He's probably not smirking inside. He's probably shitting himself inside. Because now you're going to prison full of men. So most of these idiots, like Michael Roll, can only pick on women. Now they're in a prison full of men. So let's see how long he lasts in there. But this father, anyway, he was ecstatic. He's cheered um, that this jealous boyfriend was jailed for life. And that's a minimum of 20 years before he's entitled to parole. And what he said was, he's so happy that this man can't do it to somebody else. Because he would, you know. He would do it to somebody else. And this Chantelle Anderson was with, she's had a lucky escape, hasn't she then, really? Because everyone thinks it's not going to be me. And this is this thing with this coercive behaviour. Because they're good on sometimes, or most of the time, they can be good, even if they're good 90% of the time, that 10%, that 10% is going to eat you alive literally they're going to control and control and control so it never stops at 10 percent it will just get worse and worse and worse with her with charlotte she wouldn't take it she wouldn't accept it she was a strong girl she had a you know strong morals she had a good family but it still killed her so this is why i put up these numbers this is why if you are in coercive control, if you are experiencing domestic abuse, you need to do something about it. You need to take control of your life. But don't tell them you're going to take control of your life. They don't need to know. Don't believe them. Don't take them back if they hurt you and apologise, I'm sorry it will never happen again. It will. It will happen again and again and again. And the more that you take them back, you're reinforcing with them this control is acceptable. Don't take them back. I know it's difficult to move on with your life, to move away, to hide. And it, sometimes you have to hide. To re-take your children out of their schools and where they're known and, you know, where they have a life. But your life is just as important. Remember, your life means something. You belong to no one. So this has been the Charlotte Huggins case. Very sad case, 2019 in London. This young girl lost her life and she left her child behind and the mother and father behind. Her whole friends and her community were affected by her death. One stab wound to her back. Killed her. Just like that. She was gone. So you know what to do. You can subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. But now let's talk a little bit about this subscription because you know we're up to 10,000. Listen, I don't know why everyone, we have lots and lots of, I think um, YouTube actually emailed me today with, 
with all these figures and stuff. And I'm like, well, why are people are watching it but they're not subscribing? Subscribe. Just subscribe. And hit this bell. Now, I know what this bell is about. It's about notifications. So if you hit that bell, you'll get the notifications. And you can put that thumbs up. Smash that thumbs up. Thumbs it up. Because now I understand about YouTube. I understand how it works. But I understand how you work. We have a good relationship. We have lots of people that follow us. We have lots of people that watch our videos. Not all of you subscribe. So forget the 10,000. I'm saying let's make 100,000. Let's go for it. Because this site, this channel, is only designed really by you. You support us in a way. I can't believe we've reached 10,000. Can you really? Can you? When I look back now at how I started, <laughs> I'm like, I mean, you know, terrible camera, terrible this, editing. I mean, I'm still edit. I still do my own editing, I still do my own filming, I do my own writing, I do everything. I do everything. So, we appreciate you. Really do. We know that without you, we wouldn't be here. And what a great thing to have done, really. So, we intend to be here for a long time. So, if you'd like to subscribe, hit the subscribe button. I don't know where I'm going to put it. I don't even know if I've put one on yet. So, I'm worth that out. Thumbs up button. Smash that thumbs button out then you can leave a comment because that's another thing I'm going to be doing. It's called, um, I think it's um, Morning Murder and it's where I'm going to go through because there's so many comments now. It's difficult for me to sit there and answer them all. So I'm going to start going through them on a video and we're going to be um, chatting and hopefully um, that will work out well. So if you have any questions that you want to ask me, start now putting some questions on the comments and the community page. You'll see a lot of stuff on domestic violence and different things on the community page, put that up there. So you can follow us on Instagram, you can follow us on Facebook, you can actually leave messages or questions that you have on there as well. So we're going to start doing that. Um, this will be on podcast at some point when I get there to do it. We've had a terrible week as you can tell. We've had a lot to do this week and especially now with other things where I've had to do retractions and stuff like that. And also look at my own legal standing in that. So, you know, slap on the rest from my legal friends. Um, we're getting too emotional and making mistakes. That won't be happening again. So, you know what to do. Do everything I've asked you to do. Smash that like button. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Ding the bell. I like the bell. I'm gonna have to try and do something where I can ding this bell. Ring the bell so you get the notifications free. And let's go now up towards the next level, I think, of 100,000 subscribers. So, till the next time, bye-bye.